0: Podcast. Brady Brady with you today. We might have a couple of call-in guests later on, but for now, you're stuck with just me. Vikings take the victory in Soldier Field, 19-13, finally beating a backup quarterback. I feel like every time we've played a backup quarterback in the last three, four years, it's been a loss. The most recent uh, one that comes to mind is Cooper Rush uh, taking it to the Vikings at U.S. Bank Stadium. I, I believe that was last season. Uh, Or no, two years ago, actually, I think it was. um, Because last year was the DAC year. We got killed at home. But nonetheless, the Vikings pick up a victory against the backup QB. Uh, The rushing attack was non-existent. The offense really as a whole was non-existent today. But the defense coming through in a spectacular fashion um, at at Soldier Field today. And make it four wins in a row for the Vikings at Soldier Field. A place they really struggled to win um, from 2008 to 2019. Only two wins at Soldier Field in that 12-year span. They dropped 10 of 12 games, Uh, but now since 2019, the Vikings have won four in a row at Soldier Field, and of course, the Bears, one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the NFL right now, but you'll take a sloppy victory when you can get one. Vikings move to two and four. I thought Cousins was actually pretty good today. He had a lot of brilliant throws that weren't caught. More drops, you know, TJ Hawkinson, KJ, Jordan Addison, the the, the really glaring one uh, where Kirk just threw a perfect ball uh, to Addison down the sideline and just an absolute dime right in his chest. Uh, Addison couldn't hang on to it. It was going to be like a 35-yard gain uh, down that Bears sideline. Drops, sloppiness, it was all there today. The running attack was non-existent. Um, the Vikings ran for 54 yards on 21 carries, and that included 32% of the runs going for zero or negative yards highest in the NFL, and the Vikings, that's really been there, uh, even dating back to last year, that's been the the major concern with the running game, is that 32% of the time, at least today, and it felt like that number has kind of been consistent over the last year or so, but almost a third of the time you're handing the ball off, you're losing yards, which is not a recipe for success in the NFL, especially when your star wide receiver Justin Jefferson isn't in the lineup. JJ out for at least four weeks as he was put on the IR this week um, with that pulled hamstring. So for at least four weeks, the Vikings are going to have to figure out a way to pick up some first downs and score some points. Uh, Fortunately for us today, the defense was all over the field. Best performance of the season for the defense uh, uh, by far, I would say. Uh, Daniil Hunter continues to anchor uh, the Vikings defense. Two sacks today uh, against the Bears. Make it eight on the year for Daniil Hunter. He leads the NFL right now in the sack department. Uh, Aaron Hicks huge day for him as well he had a pick Uh, he picked up the fumble after the strip sack from Metellus and took it to the house and for 32 years old Aaron Hicks he's got some wheels uh, because he outran a couple of guys to take that one to the house Byron Murphy game ceiling pick and let's listen to uh, the head coach Kevin O'Connell in the victorious Vikings locker room post-game. Here it is. We talked
1: about it last night. What was our one word, the only thing that mattered today? Uh, If I can't think of a better way to describe it, all right, a better way to describe it is when, yeah, you know, we could have done some things better to sustain on offense. But defense, I never felt for one second, hit those lights for me, I never felt for one second that every single time you guys took the field, it was a feeling of we got this and we're going to be the ones, all right, to set the stage. I felt that the way Jay Hicks makes that play. Yeah. Yeah. To the offense going down and scoring and kind of controlling that middle eight the best we could. All right, but to me today was about no matter how it looked, no matter how it felt, I just felt that response feeling out of this group but I want to start out on the defensive side and I'm going to stay on the defensive side. All right, eight negative plays forced, five sacks. Mm. All right, mm. two by this guy. Daniil Hunter, where you at? Yeah. All right. This guy continues, you just feel him. You feel his presence every single Sunday. The reason why he's got a C on his chest. All right, all he does is make plays, Kicking game, special teams has been great, but how about the way he changes the game on defense, Josh what's up? All right, got to work on that ball security late in the game. But he was savvy enough to get that sucker back. But how, how about a play? Staying with it, staying with it. He was close a couple times, but when we absolutely had to have it, all right. There's a reason why we brought this guy here. Love the fact we got the fire room. Sometimes as a head coach, you look out, team meetings, you look out before the game, you just kind of feel it from one of your players, all right? You just kind of feel it, and I felt that way about this guy really dating back to last night after I talked to the team, all right? Ten tackles, all right? A fumble return for a touchdown, and an absolute gotta have it, make it happen, like it matters more than anything. Jordan, hit it. Yeah. 1-0 in the division, let's ride! Yeah. Yeah. We here? Right now, come on, man. Hey, understand something, man, it's always about the men in this group. Hell yeah. Always about the men in this room, it don't matter who we playing. As, if, as long as we handle the week, day in and day out, we gonna come out with a win, bro. This is what it's all about, bro. Yes, sir. This is yes, what sir. it's all about. Feel this feeling, don't forget it, and let's go 1-0 and all again, let's go. Vikes 0-3, on 1-2-3! <laughs>
0: So there you have it, the victorious Vikings locker room from Soldier Field, the words from Kevin O'Connell, and then Aaron Hicks there at the end breaking down the Vikings huddle. And I think KOC said it perfectly in that locker room address to the team. I'm going to start with the defense, and I'm going to stay with the defense. All four game balls going to Defensive players for the Vikings today, a perfect summary of what happened in Soldier Field. The talk going into this week was all about the weather, at least from our perspective here in Minnesota. We had like 48 hours of rain on Friday or Thursday night moving into Friday, hanging around there Saturday morning. And some of that weather I thought was supposed to head to the Chicago area. It was at least on the radio here, they're talking about it being a sloppy game we all know Soldier field ran by the um, Chicago Parks department does a terrible job probably the worst uh, job of any team in the league of keeping an actual good playing surface. It wasn't the case on Sunday it was a beautiful sunny day in Chicago and the field looked just fine um, but for the offense to have basically no production they picked up two first downs in the second half uh, and one of them coming on a second on the second drive of that second half. The offense was just simply non-existent. And on a day that I thought Kirk Cousins was pretty dang good, he, he was 21 of 31, 181 yards and a passing touchdown, so the stats don't look good. I would say of those 10 incompletions, probably six of them were on the receivers who dropped them. TJ had uh, maybe the best throw Kirk's made all season, uh, and it was an aggressive throw over the middle, weaving it between a couple of defenders right to the hands of TJ Hawkinson and the highest-paid tight end of the NFL once again, uh, found a way to drop the football. He did have some catches, um, nothing really spectacular. I'm still uh, very disappointed in the TJ Hawkinson through six games with Minnesota after becoming um, the highest paid tight end in NFL history. Um, and a lot of Vikings fans, same way, the radio hosts in the Twin Cities here have been ripping them as well Uh, you sit out training camp for what they call the neck injury and then it was it was a it was a bad cough uh, and clearly it was he was sitting out to to hold out to get a big contract and that's what he does gets the biggest contract in tight end history and then has just laid an absolute egg on this entire season Um, did have some catches like I mentioned was a bit more of a factor today um, but still for, for TJ and the rest of the offense the sloppiness, the laziness, the undisciplinedness that we talked about um, the last few weeks, it continues. I mean, KJ dropping balls, Brandon Powell dropping balls. We talked about the Jordan Addison drop on the sideline already. Um, fortunately, no turnovers in the dropping ball. Since today, there was a, a pick where Kirk got the ball knocked out of his hand uh, on middle of the field throw. And there should have probably been on that backward pass. Um, they ruled the Bears guy out of bounds. I think it was to Cam Akers. Could have been. I think it was Cam. Um, who got the little flare screen, Uh, and (laughs) he had two or three chances to grab the football before, uh, you know, ultimately coughing it up into the sideline where a Bears guy grabbed it. Uh, Fortunately for us, just the tip of his toe uh, was on the out-of-bounds line before he actually got possession of the ball, did the Bears defender. So Vikings dodged a bullet there. They do win the turnover battle, though, for the first time all season uh, with with the defense producing three turnovers, um, thanks in large part to uh, Bajent, Tyson Bajent, I think his name is, the backup quarterback who came in, uh, coughing up the ball a few different times on, uh, I think he was actually responsible for all three turnovers for the Bears today. But one turnover for the Vikings on offense, three takeaways from the defense. And that was the formula last year, win the turnover battle. Uh, don't don't take yourself out of the game with penalties. And they found a way to win a lot of one-score games last year, obviously 11, a record in the NFL. This year it's been the exact opposite, losing the turnover battle, losing big plays, and our record speaks for itself at 2-4. and four. Now talking about some injuries here, looking – um, Over a Star Tribune article here that just kind of outlines, I saw Davenport go down, left ankle injury. No word on him yet. He left the game, did not return uh, in the postgame presser. KOC did say that they're going to have x-rays on that on Monday. Uh, Davenport, he's been sidelined already this season. Um, it's. I think he's missed three or four weeks with a right ankle injury uh, and just playing the last two weeks now. So I guess he's, he missed the first three games, um, played the last two weeks, but now he's got the left ankle uh, dinged up. So potentially uh, no Marcus Davenport next weekend on Monday Night Football against the 49ers, which would be a huge blow um, if Davenport's not able to go. Other injuries, really nothing significant. I guess maybe here uh, as for Cleveland going down in the fourth quarter. Um, so Dalton Risner got to make his Vikings debut. Signed with the team about a month ago, um, and the Vikings signed him for four million dollars. And it was kind of a head scratcher that he hasn't been playing yet, um, but maybe that is to, to credit the uh, the interior offensive line for the Vikings. Cleveland Bradbury O'Neill. Not O'Neal, but uh, Ed Ingram, I should say, uh, that they haven't got replaced by by Dalton Risner to this point. Maybe they got a little pep in their step uh, after the Vikings signed Risner from the Broncos, um, or not from the Broncos, who's a free agent, but played for the Broncos the last few seasons. Um, but anyway, Risner got in there. I don't know how he did. I, I wasn't really watching him too closely, but uh, the Vikings do get the win. Uh, Greg Joseph he got one of his extra points blocked today not on him uh, but something we haven't really talked about because you don't talk about kickers when you're losing games very often when it's not the kicker's fault uh, but Greg Joseph's had a, a sneaky good season that was the first missed field goal or extra point he's had all season uh, and I think he was 20 let's see We made field goals today, 51, 53 yards. I think he was like 20 for 20. Yeah, here we go. He made his first 20 kicks of the season, both field goal and extra point attempts before Bears defensive end. Rasheem Green found daylight between Derrissa and Blake Brandle on the protection team and blocked an extra point try in the second quarter. Um, So there you have it. Greg Joseph, we haven't talked about him, but let's give him a little bit of love missing just his first kick of the season. uh, And it wasn't his fault either. Um, Other notes I have, let's see, two first downs in the second half. We covered that. Byron Murphy getting his first interception as a Viking. uh, One of the easier picks you're going to have in the NFL. Bajan just threw it up on that left side. Deep ball, and that was first down too, like midfield. Just threw one up, and that was about as easy as it's going to come for uh, an NFL cornerback. So congrats to Byron Murphy on getting his first pick Hopefully many more to come. And very, very happy with the way B-Flow's defense is kind of rounding into form here. The last couple of weeks, they've looked uh, a lot better. And and the turnovers help a ton. If you don't get three takeaways today, uh, the Vikings lose to the Bears. And there's no doubt in my mind uh, that that is the case if you don't have the performance from the defense um, that you had today. But um, looking at the opponent next week, they got some injury stuff as well. McCaffrey went down today in a 49ers loss, and kind of a shocker uh, in that. But McCaffrey went down, Debo Samuel went down. They end up losing 19-17 at Cleveland. Um, So 49ers are going to be pissed off, but they're also going to be without two of their best players, McCaffrey and Samuel, when they come to U.S. Bank Stadium on Monday night. Uh, CFD Lewis Seen, uh, first-round draft pick last year, and and he's been on the injury report the last few weeks with, uh, I think it was a hamstring want to say uh, he was a healthy scratch today. So uh, for all the Lewis scene haters out there, you just got another big nugget uh, to throw into that pile. He was totally healthy today. Didn't suit up for the Vikings. Um, so heads continue to be scratched on the Lewis scene. Andrew Booth played a little bit today. I uh, didn't really notice him doing anything too uh, stupid, I guess, or <laughs> making any big mistakes. Um, but the, uh, the top two picks from the Vikings last season continue to be almost non-existent, and that's really costing them on the defensive side of things. Um, life without Jefferson has been tough. I, I We talked about Kirk. I talked about Kirk. He was as good as I've seen him today. His ball placement, I thought, was, was very accurate. He was dialed up, and he should have had 25, 26 completions at least uh, and maybe give him an extra 50, 60, 70 yards um, if, you're, if you're talking about balls in Wide open receivers' hands uh, that were being dropped. Not even tough catches. A lot of them, just just plain and simple drops. Um, we heard KOC in the locker room, and he basically said the same thing in the media. Uh, he he was a little more critical with the post game press conference about the offense and how uh, it, they've just seemingly have found nothing so far here through these first five weeks and with without JJ now for three more weeks something's going to have to change. I'd like to see more Cam Akers. He got one carry today uh, for eight yards. Not that I think he's a permanent answer, but I would like to see a little bit more of him. Madison, uh, thank God he didn't cough up the ball today, but I just, I, I don't think he has a lot of, he, he runs hard, but there's not a lot of uh, vision. It's mostly just north and south running. Not a lot of cutting, not a lot of guys being, uh, not a lot of tackles being missed when, when the football's in his hand. But, um, But nonetheless, the Vikings get a win. Hopefully they can pull out something miraculous on Monday night, get to three and four, and then I think it's off to the races. The schedule gets a lot easier, and if somehow you knock off the 49ers next week, it's off to the races, time to go catch Detroit. And speaking about Detroit, I don't even know if they're going to be able to catch them. I was talking to some friends this weekend. Uh, I was at a wedding up north with some high school friends. We were talking NFC North classic you know, debate between different fans of different teams. And uh, I made the point that I I thought Detroit, and I haven't watched a ton of Detroit. I watched them play against Kansas City on Monday Night Football to start the season or Thursday Night Football, whatever that was. I've seen them play a couple games, but I watched them play today, and they are super good. They are a legit team. I made the point this weekend that I thought they were just a team that played hard. And they do play hard, and that's the way they won a bunch of games last year. After starting 1-6, they finished 8-9, missed the playoffs after losing to Green Bay. Um, actually, not Green Bay. They lost to somebody else in Week 17. They beat Green Bay to keep them out of the playoffs um, last season in the regular season finale. But I don't think you can say, or at least I can say anymore, that the Lions are just a team that plays hard and wins games because of effort. And which I thought was the case last year because they're they don't they didn't have a lot of talent to to my mind. And watching them today against the Buccaneers, who not a great team, but a, a solid team. And I think Baker Mayfield is having a resurgent resurgent season down there um, with the box, And they're, they're a solid team, and, and the Lions dismantled them. It wasn't a blowout in the score, I think 21-6, something like that. So they definitely covered the spread. But um, I guess for an NFL game, that kind of is a blowout. Um, I'll double-check the score here, 20-6. Uh, but the Lions are legit. They got weapons on both sides of the ball. Their offense is really good. Jared Goff looks like an animal. And they're going to be tough to beat. I think they're at least the third best team in the NFC right now, and a, a serious threat, I think, to make a run in the playoffs. Um, so the Vikings, I don't know. I, I think it's at two and four. I, I was before last night or before today, I should say, before Sunday's slate of games. I thought the Vikings get a win in Chicago, move to two and four. You can maybe still chase down the Lions and win in the division. After watching the Lions today, I don't think that's a possibility. I think the Lions are legit and they're going to win a whole bunch of football games this year. They already have. So at this point for the Vikings, it's wild card or bust in my mind. And the schedule, it gets a lot more favorable after Monday night's game. Find a way to beat the banged-up 49ers, and the Vikings are banged up as well, but you find a way to win that game and get to 3-4, and four, and you got a real shot in my mind uh, to do something in the later stages of October and then moving into November, the schedule gets a whole lot easier with a bunch of winnable games on the schedule. Um, so there's still a lot of hope out there. There's still an opportunity to do something, I think, with this season. Uh, thankfully, we won't hear any of the Kirk Cousins trade talk most likely this week because of the win. Uh, if the Vikings drop to 1-5, they lose to the Bears. I think that trade talk gets ramped up and maybe Kirk even does get dealt. Um, he does have the no trade clause. It would seemingly, to me, be a, a dumb move from the Vikings because I think if you trade, if you trade Kirk, you're going to lose JJ. Uh, and we've heard the talk in the media the last couple of days, the last week or so since the JJ injury news. Is he going to maybe hold out now? Uh, is the the four weeks with the hamstring? going to keep him out for eight weeks because he wants a new deal or he wants to know what the Vikings are going to do with Kirk Cousins. And, and maybe that's a, a question for the offseason. Maybe the Vikings aren't going to make a decision on Kirk until the offseason. That would be my guess. And hopefully J.J. is willing to come back and play this season before there is a firm answer on that. Um, but I think if the Vikings traded Kirk, you can kiss J.J. goodbye because uh, he's not going to re-sign with us. And I could see him even holding out the rest of the season saying, like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to wait. I'm going to stay healthy. I'm going to go sign somewhere else and make a whole bunch of money uh, and try to win a Super Bowl. But that's all I got tonight. Uh, no special guest callers, uh, but wanted to get a pod out there and get our thoughts, at least my thoughts, on the Vikings' win in Soldier Field. We're going to try. It's been super busy the last couple of weeks. I know we haven't stuck to the schedule uh, that we talked about at the beginning of the season, Sunday night recordings, but... Um, we're going to try to do an episode before the Vikings game on Monday uh, against the 49ers. We'll maybe talk some college football as well. And we should have Zach Bredel on to put a wrap on the twin season um, as the twins fall to the Astros in four games. Um, but an awesome twin season. Super fun to get to get a couple of uh, victories in the wild card round and to knock out the Blue Jays. And uh, I think we could put a bow on that as well later this week. So we'll see you all then. Not sure when that will be, but uh, hopefully uh, a new pot up in the next week or so. Thanks all for listening. And Day
2: after day I'm more confused And I look for the light in the pouring rain You know it's a game I hate to lose I'm feeling the strain Oh, ain't it a shame Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away Won't you take me away that I'm wasting time. I don't understand the things I do. The world outside looks so unkind. I'm counting on you to carry me through. Oh, give me the beat boys to free my soul I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away Give me the beat boys to free my soul I wanna get lost in your
0: rock and roll and drift away Won't you take me away, yeah
2: My mind is free. You know, melody can move me. And when I'm feeling blue, the guitar's coming through to soothe me. Thanks for the joy that you've given me. I want you to know that I believe in your song. Lost in your rock and roll and drift away, drift away. Don't, don't, don't. Give me the (laughs) beat, but free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift
1: away.
2: do not you take me away?